0: Change is just yeah. tough. Yeah. And sometimes people and I feel like the work. Yeah, and I feel like people are it, it terrifies them or rather it, they, they they are afraid of something they don't understand. Yeah. But if you don't really take time to understand something it, yeah. you you do stay in that little box that you know Yeah. And then mental health is not as complex as people make it Right? Like, it's, not. it's not. It's just it's not like complex. any illness that requires treatment. I always say if you have diabetes, you have to take treatment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. It's the same. Why are you making it seem. There's just a lot of misconceptions that you know people are not ready to, to you know, face the reality of mm-hmm. regarding this sickness. Just beside itself, because it's multi-layered. Bipolar, yeah. there's anxieties, there's PTSD, depression. There's a oh lot, that. and there's different kinds of depression. 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 Yeah, yeah, right. And
1: different types of bipolars, Exactly. Yeah. Like it's such a, different a multi-layered um, conversations. Just yeah, Maybe but people, people especially like I say, like black people don't talk about those things. You're not allowed to talk about them. You're just supposed to be silent or live through those traumatic situations in your life and then expect it to turn out to be okay. And then that's why alcoholism is so prevalent mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And then, which weed smoking, not saying it's horrible, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. if you can, all you do is smoke weed all yeah. day, every day.
0: Especially as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm, that's a that's a distraction. The biggest, yeah actually you like, don't have like, to really deal with what mm, you have going on you just just suppressing life. just keep on suppressing but it doesn't actually make you feel better you mm-hmm. keep just getting worse
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy oh was- i was already recording <laughs> uh- <laughs> hi welcome to silent symptoms a black mental health podcast i am real host Kataso fridge a florida-based therapist This podcast focuses on mental health, stigmas, and social injustices that affect the black community. This podcast was created to bring awareness about mental health and can be used as an educational guide, but this is not to be used as a replacement for seeking help from a therapist. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Silent Symptoms, a black mental health podcast. So this is going to be episode number eight, and today we have What's Your Mantra, and we're all the way in South Africa, so I'm so honored for her (laughs) to be here because she's trying to push the agenda, the agenda of mental health and providing education.
0: So I'm gonna have her introduce herself so can you tell the people what you do? <laughs> okay, so my name is Babalwa. I, I am a mental health advocate. I call myself that now. Yeah, actively. Yeah. I'm an advocate uh, for mental health. I've been pushing this message for two years now. I started my organization in 2016. And I, my, my, my organization is, 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 is branded or rather named What's Your Mantra? Because I use words to heal. So... It's another form or rather an extension of what I'm trying to push is it is in terms of alternative healing yeah. mm-hmm. So if you can't afford the real actual help in terms of treatment or seeing um, a psychiatrist Then you use words and affirmations to fill yourself up and really try to fight and pull through Okay yeah, so yeah, and uh, Baba Loh
1: really has been trying to push the agenda. If you catch her on her Instagram page called What's Your Mantra, she really does provide educational pieces for you to actually heal yourself without even needing a therapist mm. because it's not always affordable, especially in different regions and regions like South Africa. Yeah. You know, this is where I grew up myself and then I educated myself about mental health and then pushed the agenda mm-hmm. in America, which is a totally different dynamic. So when what inspired you to actually start your organization? Okay,
0: so what inspired myself yeah (laughs) i I inspired myself to start this organization i feel like i got to a point um in my mental state where i wanted to save myself Mm. because i knew no one else out there because people like because like i'm gonna be there for you you're my friend but yeah someone who actually takes time to save me yeah and i needed to be that to myself i needed to really take initiative in in saving myself and taking charge in my own healing yeah and i started it for myself but then i realized when i started it there are other women around me and i realized that i'm not a one island person i i'm surviving within a community of other black women i was raised by black Mm women and most of the people in my life are really people that i really really treasure so And now, I started to take myself out of side of that conversation, I started to bring people in. Mm I was like, okay, now that I have said what I want to do, how do I now proceed to heal, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And at the point in time, I remember the point in time in my mental health journey, where I could not afford help. So, it's Mm -hmm. a message that I really relate to, so I knew that words were a powerful thing, I'm a person of faith, and the word for me has always been a powerful tool that I use. Yeah. And I started writing mantras in little notes, and just sticking them right around in my room so that okay. I can, when I'm feeling a little down, so I can just go and just look at that wall. I call it my mantra wall, so I yeah. have a mantra wall. There you go. <laughs> so make your own mantra wall. <laughs> you know where you just put sticky things. And what's amazing about my mantra wall, I started now involving people. So when you, oh, so if you okay. come over my place. Oh. I I have you write something about me oh. that that maybe that you like about me yeah. or maybe something that you think I don't know about myself. Oh, so okay. now I have a way of looking myself. At the third-party point of view, yeah. So I, it's not longer what I say, mm-hmm. you know. Now, what do you say about me? Because mm-hmm. I believe also the the interactions that we have or the people that we have in our circles, they they, they tend to be our mirrors. Exactly. Because like, okay, tell us about she's like, oh, I'm a nice person, I'm a kind person, but how do you know that you're nice and a kind person? Yeah, perception you know? from other people. You know. So I had to also be be real with the fact that I need to to see who am I to you Mm. because I can say that I'm a nice person just to you know paint myself to be beautiful but what if I'm not yeah so I needed the realness and the rawness of what it is to be, be you to be me fully and so I feel like words have a way of building you up. If you fill yourself up literally with with positive affirmations, yeah, they build you up. They make you feel better. Yes, and they just they, they are an instant mood booster for me. Yeah. I think even if I listen to an audio thing that says you're amazing, you're powerful. So I listen to a lot of affirmations <laughs> before, uh, once I wake up. So it it really fills my it really fills my soul. So by the time I go out and face the world, I know that. Okay, I have oh, this yeah. armor that's kind of protecting me. Yeah. Whatever comes, it's gonna that's first it. hit it's gonna first hit that armor. Yeah. So at least I'm fine, at least I'm, I'm prepared. Because when you are living with a mental health illness, you are vulnerable by okay. default. Okay. So okay. anything that happens or anything someone says, it's so easy for it to tr- trigger you. Yeah. You can so, be destroyed. Absolutely. So so in that sense that's why I use words particularly to to, to push them to push the message of mental health and just to heal, to become yeah. To just to be healthy, basically. Yeah. yeah. So that mantra wall. What if you see
1: yourself, like you said, it's a great example of mm-hmm. seeing yourself as somebody just so beautiful, mm. and do you allow people to say something that you don't necessarily agree with, mm. or oh wow, okay, that doesn't happen. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> because there is also a beautiful part about you, that but they're also the dark side. Yeah. So you need to to be welcome to be welcoming. To to the other part as well, so that it because you are able to embrace once you are aware, stuff aware, there. Oh, she's a liar, but how can you turn that around now and make it and be an honest person, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, I I, I look at it now, especially okay. I don't like it, (laughs) let me be honest. (laughs) Nobody likes it, yeah. Just truth out there, I don't like it when my friends tell me stuff about me, but i'm all i'm I'm always at a receptive mode where i'm like okay i hear you i hear you i hear you i'm gonna take that i'm gonna take that and i'm gonna work on it yeah and 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 that's another conversation where you now have to commit to the actual work work to work of Of yourself you know because it's difficult it's difficult to unlearn patterns Mm. you know that's another thing when you have to unlearn something about yourself yeah you know it's a journey such as becoming such as healing it's a journey when you're trying to now work through maybe a side of you that is not also glittery and so, yeah, so happy so it's all working progress. yeah
1: and I feel like that for myself because even when I'm going through things or when people say things to me that I do not like I shut down or I'm like who do they think they are I've never heard that before <laughs> yeah. who are you and then that drops the process of healing because I'm not understanding how other people mm. see me and my dad always told me he was like you know Whatever somebody else tells you, believe it because mm. that may actually be a reflection of who you actually are. Yeah. And when I try to take that stance, initially, when somebody tells me about myself, I don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. But then when I sit in it and say, OK, what patterns am I displaying or what did I display to that mm. person for them to think that to think I'm that. that? Exactly. So, you know, it's a difficult thing. So growing up in South Africa, I never knew about mental health. And I really didn't understand the concept of mental health yeah so for you when was it a time when you knew about mental health
0: there was I feel like there was a point where I knew but I just did not understand it. okay so mm-hmm. yeah I knew I knew it existed I knew I've always known that I was different okay I've always known but I never really pinpointed what is wrong with me like okay. how am I like I knew that I was different but I never knew or understood what exactly makes me different from, from my peers or even like in the family, because okay. I always felt like mm, I'm a little bit different, but I okay. don't really understand how. It only became aware, or I only became self-aware in high school. Okay, that's when it, it I really is like, okay, I know that's something, yeah. something, and then I started to just read about it. But at that time, I was not really hands on. I was like, okay, there's, there's this, there's, there's being depressed, but. Okay. Mm-hmm. But at the time, being depressed was linked to either you're stressed or it was just like something at that moment. It's right. not something that actually needed treatment or anything. So, mm. so yeah. That's when you learned about. Did your family talk about any type of mental no, health? No. And that's a, that's another huge thing is that because there was a huge elephant in the room. Yeah. Like, there was always that thing that, oh, we don't talk about it. Because there was <laughs> someone in my family that was um, mentally ill yeah. to a point where they're. You know, they they were just not self-aware at some time, way of what they were doing, you know. But we never talked about it. It was that thing that we always tiptoe around. Yeah. But we never really talk about it. Yeah. So we were never made to understand what actually it was. Okay. So, so for the most part of it, I was just. It just left me confused. I was like, I don't understand. Why are we are not talking about this? Why are we, why are we letting it? And it made me feel uncomfortable and it made me mad. I, yeah, it made me mad because I was so resentful to my family. It's like, why are we doing this? Yeah, and then even even just outside of family, even a church, mm-hmm. I was like, why are we not talking about this? Mm-hmm. Like, this cannot be the first time or you cannot reference something like this in the bible like why are we not talking like i was just mad yeah why are we not talking about this so most of the work was just left to myself especially when i started varsity after high school Mm -hmm. that's when i really jumped into the pool and really understanding what was going on and at that point in time i remember um when my when my mental illness started to get worse that's when I really had to dive in into my healing, mm-hmm. and at that point, I was just shutting the walls out, out, like including isolated. my family. Yes, including my family, including the church. I was like, just I need to now find a point of reference of who I am outside of all these people, external factors. Exactly. And then when I started seeking healing for myself, that's when I started educating myself. Like, really, mm-hmm. now I had, and there's a lot of unraveling that has uh, that goes into, especially if you're diagnosed you know what what actually your triggers what actually what what happened for mm-hmm. you to to be come, yes exactly to come to this point and there's a lot of unravelling that i had to do especially you know uh, things that happened in your childhood things that you don't understand and and here's this thing uh, this passiveness that we grow up you know yeah as, as black children we're not allowed to voice Anything no. Not about, uh, if you're mad, you stay mad. Right. Mm-hmm. If if you if you feel like saying something, you can't just you say, can say anything. Mm-hmm. Only adults do certain things. Only so that kind of thing has has left me feeling very, very resentful um, towards my family, family and just external factors. You know? yeah. yeah, definitely. Because I feel the
1: same way as far as like even with my family, like it's known for people to do things and then everybody sweeps it under the rug or mm-hmm. oh don't talk about it or you're confrontational or why are you so angry I mean I've been told that I was angry because I can voice my opinion mm-hmm. and say what I feel I'm different from my family because a lot of people are like oh my god we don't have to worry about that don't mm-hmm. talk about that situation but yeah, I do the complete opposite yeah. I will voice my opinion about different things and that may, may or may not cause friction but you know mm-hmm. even with my mother like She's like, yeah, say how you feel. She encourages mm. me to say how I feel because even with her, she like, when she's upset, she'll let it
0: build up, build up, and then go, and then boom. That was a total opposite for me. I yeah. never, I was never allowed to say when I'm angry. Yeah. I used to have to sit with that, and I feel like that really, really messed it me up. I yeah. wish I could have been given an opportunity as mm. a young child to talk, express when I'm not happy about certain situations. Wishing. Yeah.
1: Well let's say it happened when I moved to America not here in South Africa in South Africa no way yes. like all my aunts if you start saying one word then you mm-hmm. get a slap across the mm-hmm. face or so all know, your mouth right? or whatever but <laughs> then when I got to America and then people are like oh you need to go back to your culture that's not what we do but it's like culturally are we really allowing our kids to have an opinion mm-hmm. if they're doing destructive things that's an opportunity for education when they say something inappropriate mm-hmm. because now like you know when they when kids aren't allowed to say how they feel they allow people to run all over them mm-hmm. or they overly voice up opinions in a, inappropriate situations yeah. because they weren't allowed to yeah. actually have that conversation. Yeah. You know, and there is an appropriate time or inappropriate time to have conversations with totally people. Agree. If somebody, if I'm, if me and Babala are talking and, and a child just jumps in and interrupts, that's not an appropriate yeah. moment. However, we give them that space to have an opinion yeah. right after. You don't just slap them. Yeah, we don't slap. <laughs> don't hit your kids like that, okay? Just have, yeah. <laughs> have a conversation with yeah. them and tell them conversation first and inappropriate yeah so for me you know like trauma and all these things that happen do people really discuss it in South Africa or how do you find your personal space or how do you find like your circle do people talk about it because for me in America even black mental health that's why I created this space for people to have these conversations that Mm -hmm. we don't have with each other and you and I could be depressed but if I don't talk to you about it you will never know because depression can manifest in different ways so do you have those conversations
0: with your friends and what happens so I've become that girl who talks about mental health okay so in my circles, especially with my friends, yeah. um, it's a conversation that I try to make them understand first because okay. it's important that they get to know me. And you cannot know me without knowing what I'm about. Yes, and I'm all about Perfect. mental mental health. Mm-hmm. So it's a conversation that I I, I engage them in, mm-hmm. and I've seen how uncomfortable it has been in the beginning. Yeah, but now it's it's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. They they're gonna just ask me, so be. What are you up to now? What how's your organization doing? Now yeah. I appreciate. Whenever I see them, like, what's the organization do? So now they are much more self, they are aware Mm -hmm. of what I'm about, and it it makes me excited. a little bit of my family, they're still, they're they're coming around. Like, why why is she talking about that? Yeah, but with my friends, wherever we are, even if we're out, even if. whatever we're doing there's always a conversation around it mm-hmm. or what it means or whatever's going on especially now with the hashtag um, surviving R R Kelly. Kelly. so you're gonna you go. know so you're gonna know I'm gonna say something about that so yeah. and I like how now they get excited whenever there's. um hashtags like this yeah. what they what they what they expect me to say or what they or what they are waiting for me to contribute yeah they value your opinion about, European, you about know, mental you know so now health. they're like okay with this because now they they are starting to be really interested just in the nitty gritty of even the details of it. How you're doing this, or what is this exactly? And now I'm at, they are aware even of the symptoms like, okay, if someone is acting like this, yeah, are they qualified to bipolar? <laughs> or first, I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait hold on. we you need to look at the bigger, bigger picture. picture? Yeah, yeah, you know, so yeah, they are now understanding who I am in essence, and it's, it's a very, very safe place for me because I can be truly and utterly myself, and yeah. it's a beautiful feeling.
1: Yeah, especially like, you know, your mental health is just like your physical health. People put a lot of effort into making sure that their physical health is in check. But if your mental health is not in check, and I, I will continue to say this, <clears throat> your life will never be in order because there are always going to be some destructive behaviors that come along. Even for myself, when we do different things and act a certain way, that is part of who we are Everybody has some type of mental illness in some way, or some type of destructive behavior, because this is never a perfect world. So, moving forward, if you're gonna work on your body,
0: please include <laughs> mental health with and it. And I always and, say that, yeah. like body goals, it, it like the brain is the engine of everything else. Yes. People are always like, okay, the new year, I'm gonna be like this perfect body, body it's gonna come to but I'm like you don't understand Man. if your engine if the brain is not Working. wired mm-hmm. or wired towards that goal you would never Cause you see people creating half through the year yeah it's like oh girl I'm eating now yeah, I, can't. Yeah. I was I'm starving for like that, two weeks you know and yeah. I'm like we really need to work on if you get your mind right or your head right mm-hmm. in the right space mm-hmm. anything else is very possible. very much possible like it's 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 even effortless when your mind is in the right space. Mm-hmm. As long as you tune your mind to 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 be in a position where now it commands power, it commands authority on its own. So it's yeah. like I don't have to feel like this. I know yeah. at seven o'clock I'm supposed to be getting up and having my breakfast. Exactly. It's it's just we don't need these alarms or these things that remind you're, you these reminders yeah. on your phone because your body knows or your mind is trained to to do those things. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Because <laughs> I could. um get on what she
1: just said yes because even like when you're training your body as far as like with mental health when you're training that body if your mind is not right if you feel like you're not gonna make it to that finish line you're mm-hmm. not going to make it you're to not. that finish line the because mind. at the end of the day that's why they say mind over matter so mental health if you're engaging in, in destructive behavior Mm-hmm. life will never be the way that you want it to be yeah. so if you believe something is possible you can make it possible so B brought up um, the hashtag you know surviving our Kelly mm-hmm. so that's a very important conversation to have as well um, okay so this conversation is going to be a tough conversation because you know black people and talking about people being sexually violated is a very tough topic mm-hmm. people don't want to talk about it they rather choose the music over the actual people who are actually telling the story yeah so what how did you feel when you first heard about
0: surviving R Kelly I I was literally on Twitter I remember this like so vividly I was on Twitter and I saw John legend's tweet where he was like I did not go like basically I'm just paraphrasing yeah. what he was talking it's like I didn't go to that TV channel to just get likes or anything i did it for for what the what what the voices of those women needed i needed to stand for them and be about what they were trying to to say yeah and i remember just reading that and i felt this overwhelming feeling i was like thank you Mm -hmm. the world is becoming more woke now the world now is is is, is saying this uproar that we have been fighting for. Mm-hmm. You and I have been fighting for. I started yeah. this two years ago. You're just um, you're in, almost a year Yeah, in. my podcast is <laughs> a couple of years in, but you know, in the field, and, a couple of years. You know, so it, 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 I became it had mixed emotions. I, mm-hmm. I remember just feeling so overwhelmed. I was like, I'm happy this is happening, but I also felt triggered, yeah. you know, because the, the, the surviving arrow Kelly thing is, is so personal, you know, yeah. to either me or even the people that I know who are in my circle who have shared
1: and stories. their stories with
0: me. You and know, and, and the important thing that I it highlighted for me was how we have become especially as a black community how we've become very comfortable in sweeping things under the rug mm-hmm. all in the name of just saving family we talked about this before they started filming Yeah, how you know we we, we don't talk about those things we're like okay and, and in a sense of understanding why someone doesn't want to be around a family member yeah. because that person triggers that memory exactly. of what they did to you and another important thing that came from the, from the hashtag was how it's not always the predator is not always a male sometimes it's a female don't forget that yeah so that's another yeah So a female also is very much capable of molesting, Yeah, you know. I had this conversation with my mom,
1: too, because she, you know, I always tell her, like, always to look for signs of distress with Mm. my sister Mm -hmm. because she's 11. She's about to be 12 in, like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, you know, she can't be around males. I'm like, do you know that females Mm -hmm. are also capable? And she's like, strangers, no, not just strangers, Mm -hmm. but people who are you know, in your life, biological fathers, biological mothers, aunts, uncles, cousins, everyone is capable of touching your child Mm -hmm. and whomever is in your family. And once they start young Mm -hmm. and they're more than likely to be a predator, even R. Kelly, Mm -hmm. he's actually has an extensive history of being abused from the age seven to 14. So Mm -hmm. seven whole years Mm -hmm. of not saying anything for a while. He didn't Mm -hmm. even share that he was molested Mm -hmm. and, you know, once you get molested and hurt And you don't deal with those issues You, you actually people. get killed Yeah, you hurt people And you get stuck in that yeah. age yeah. And that's probably why, too He you know, he was touched at an early age Or he got stuck at that age And he's still continuing this pattern Of talking to kids who are extremely young mm-hmm. And extremely inappropriate yeah. And a lot of people don't yeah. want to share their stories And yeah. it's a difficult thing to deal with Absolutely. Even with these um, This hashtag I know a lot of people don't want to believe others when they say that you Mm -hmm. know they've been molested so how was your take on that reading some of the things that people were saying like oh you don't want to um you don't know what r kelly did we weren't there or making excuses
0: I feel like what we we're, were talking about before, how it's not easy to put yourself in a position where you're gonna be open about your life story. Yeah, It's not easy to say, hey, I've been molested. This happened to me when well I was a child. Because that scars you for life. Yeah, That scar stays with you. And, and it's so unfortunate that it always unfolds in in, in not a healthy way. Because mm-hmm. you find that you don't have healthy romantic relationships. Yeah, It's hard for you to pursue love the right way. Well. And you, you indulge in very toxic habits. Like we're talking about drinking. Yes. Or even smoking. And you're not doing those things because you enjoy them. You're doing those things just to Calm. numb. Do you understand? Which is not a healthy thing. mm mm-hmm. You know? And and again, just going back to how shrinking this passive nature that we have been brought up with mm-hmm. in terms of not being vocal or not saying anything while you're yeah. writing. You know? I, I even spoke... Because when I saw the hashtag, I was so moved. I even spoke about my story. I was yeah. like... I'm just this gonna deal. It. It. I'm gonna deal with yeah. the, with the comments later, even yeah. if they come, if they're not. And I was just talking about my story as well. Was like, and for me, the predator was a female. Yeah. And and because they were much older than me, I believed it's okay for them so to do, do what that. they were doing. Yeah. And I didn't even tell my mom because, and it was a situation where. You know, all the all the kids over the weekend they go to the aunt's house, yeah. And then there's just a bunch of kids in the house, mm-hmm. and then obviously what you remember in, in black families when you sleep, you, you sleep, sleep all, all over on the, the floor, floor you yeah. You know, and. Every weekend, that was my story. I kept going back, and I never used to say anything. And yeah, I was like just being molested was it normalized at the time. So at the time, because I, I kept quiet because I felt like it's okay because she's much older. Yeah. So she, I think she was about fourteen or sixteen, and I was about eight. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like because she's much older, she, you know, she, it's okay. It's okay.
1: What I'm she's not doing, doing it's
0: okay. Yeah. And yeah and i've i've never I've, and this also conversation um it, it unraveled in my last uh, therapy session where I was like okay let's let's go back to where these things are. and i remember it was tough for me in that therapy room where i had to really open up because mm-hmm. the first time i spoke about it i was just cry was like yeah. I, I I can't believe it. And actually the first time this memory was, was, was triggered because wow, a brain of the child is such an amazing thing because when you're when you, when you're a child there are a lot of things that you don't understand. So at yeah. the time I didn't know that I was actually said because I thought it mm-hmm. was okay. It was okay. So it, 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 in a way when you when, when you don't understand something it just goes embedded in your in your, you know, the back of your, your head. The head.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and then Yeah, yeah.
0: And then you, you and then I remember the first time this memory was recalled. Because in my life, I, I never thought I was molested. I was like, oh, I'm, oh you I'm went good through that because you're looking for that
1: male counterpart. You
0: know? All right. So now, when I started going through therapy and, 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 and my healing, it, the conversation came. No, actually, the first trigger, the first thing that actually surfaced this memory was a book I read by, by my label. Uh, it's called Misbehave. She was recalling her own story. And when I was reading his story, I like, started, the memory started to flash back. I was like, wait, wait, this, 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 happened sounds, to me. this sounds so familiar. Mm-hmm. My body literally just, it, cringe. Literally, it just reacted to what I was reading. I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this happened to me. And now I had to talk about it in my therapy. And then it, it, it reveled that that happened to me. And I wow. was like, well, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. And it's a scary thing because. Kids kids don't when, kids go, don't know and they don't understand and mm-hmm. when you can't process, you can't process what you don't understand. So it usually manifests itself in bad behaviour. So you start seeing a child acting crazy. crazy. They just throw things, they throw tantrums, you do know, mm-hmm. like I oh, he's such a silly boy, like you don't really yeah, understand. So what is the but child those really are just uh, like those are just um reactions reactions, yes mm-hmm. to, to what actually happened. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah
1: that's really amazing because this is also like I like to reference my sister because she's like my brainchild because I always say mom look for this look for that because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like we've all been through things that I don't want her to go through because mm. she lives in a different generation where she yeah. can read things about molestation, she can read things about mm-hmm. anything in social media that she wants, like depression. I had a lot of clients her age diagnosing themselves, and yeah. that's okay, but she has an opportunity to read, mm-hmm. and if she knows it, what good touch, bad touch, when she was about, I think she was four or five, she was learning how to read, and I purchased this book this book for her, talking about development and Mm -hmm. good touch, bad touch. And I verbally spoke to her about it. Even my mom now, Mm -hmm. like she's starting to come to because before it was like, we don't talk, we don't about, talk that. about that <laughs> we don't talk about this and you know there's certain things that she told me later on in life about her mm-hmm. but at the end of the day if we don't talk to our children about sex about mm. you know different people coming
0: they around and are to learn somewhere
1: else and yeah. it would probably be bad information once they're exactly outside, so. talk to your kids about consent because consent is very important like if you know we had the information about what good touch bad touch is we would probably know more how mm. to tell and, Absolutely. and then people think that okay when somebody violates you somebody is threatening you telling you don't tell anyone don't do this Mm. sometimes it doesn't necessarily manifest in that in that way you know it could be somebody that you're used to every day and they're touching you this way touching you that way and you don't know or you don't think it's it's wrong, or they may tell you touch them back and you feel like that's, norm- that's normal sexual behavior, mm-hmm. but it's not. And especially when you're 8 or 14, 15, mm-hmm. even though it's the age of consent, mm-hmm. but we have to really be careful about who we let our kids around, especially immediate family as well. Mm-hmm. Don't exclude those people around our family yeah. and always look for signs of distress. and the hashtag really has provided a movement and you know they also talking about trying to remove people in your circle who are trying to protect predators Mm. we are known for trying to protect predators. that is so true like people in our family are predators but we don't talk about that because we include them in the circle of what's going on in reality but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day we don't know if we know somebody violated another person, why are we
0: still allowing them in our
1: family? Mm-hmm. Now, the person who got violated is in an uncomfortable
0: space. Yeah. They're just supposed to just suck it up. Yeah. they're told, no, he's a breadwinner. If he goes to jail, yeah. and i they're trying to make it your problem. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but if that's not well, my problem. He, he what, what he did is gonna scar me for life, and that's people. That people don't understand something that they're gonna see with a the scar. They're gonna see that he stabbed. Yeah, you. they're gonna. Yeah, yeah. They're, gonna they're gonna pay attention this. to that. But something Internal. that happens internally. This, pe- this person inviolated my privacy. Exactly. And and now, like what, what, what I was saying, how it affects your relationships, how now you're trying to pursue romance. You know, it, it, it becomes such a multi layered problem itself because it manifests itself now in different ways. ways. Now you've become this toxic per- person. How again you're referencing how when you're hurt, you end up hurting other people. you um, understand, but this person is pretty. Why did they. Yeah. Like, this person is hurt. Yeah. Exactly. And Why then when, she you're hurt, hurt, and when you're hurt and you don't deal with that hurt, you're going to end up hurting other people. Mm-hmm. Or allowing other people to hurt you right. and being
1: passive in your behavior. Yeah. So these predators that we have in our families need to be turned against and don't turn the person who actually needs your help into somebody that feels guilty for sharing it. Yeah. And, you know. You know and in black families they're so infamous about doing that mm-hmm. it's very sad how we get into a space of protection protection mm. protection even if
0: it breaks the family so be it yeah because you can't protect an uncle who's who, who's making your child uncomfortable we need to be very yep. we need to be very protective over our ourselves and even our families if someone yeah. hurts you they must be aware that they hurt you you mm. can't just protect them because oh he's the uncle because yeah we need them, we need him when we have to do certain rituals or anything like that or family things no if it breaks the family, so. Bit. You yeah. survive, you'll be fine. That's right. Yeah.
1: So, you know, a lot of people don't know about, you know, sharing their story. So just make sure, like, when you go through things, share your story with someone, even if it's a friend. Or, you know, have the confidence to know that your family is going to believe you when things do happen. Mm-hmm. If they believe you or not, just still tell your story because that might inspire the next person Absolutely. to share what they feel or what's going on with them. Yeah. And then as far as R. Kelly, I want to get on this last topic before we get yeah. to close. <laughs> so basically, um, you know how, like, with the R. Kelly thing, they mm-hmm. say he was into teenage girls mm-hmm. and people are making excuses because he talked to people who are in their teens in the age of consent. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about people saying that oh the kids were the, the teenagers were consenting to have sex with him or do these different things?
0: I feel like if you're much older and I'll go to trying to reference my story, you are older, you know much better than someone who's younger. Yeah. So if you're gonna start pursuing or someone who's much younger, even if they feel like they're interested, you know better. Yeah. You should be at a position where you're supposed to educate them. Yeah, Say, so, okay, listen, I see where you're trying. You, you can, Even that opportunity itself presents, presents itself as an opportunity to be a guider, yeah. or a brother, a big brother, in yeah. essence. To be like, listen, what you're trying to do, you might get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a vicious world out there. Mm-hmm. So try to, you know, you know, keep yeah. it down. So in, in essence, what you see, because women mature much more faster than men. Yeah, so. I might be 14 but Yeah but I act you know, 18 You know I could lie by my age But you know better Yeah Why are you not correcting me Why are you not preventing me Because Now I'm gonna go on a windmill Of Unhealthy patterns mm-hmm. of relationships is going to string on, string on, mm-hmm. and I'm probably going to get pregnant, or yeah. I'm probably going to find myself in situations where I'm not supposed to be, maybe as an 18 year old or as a 19 year old. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's another thing. We don't have that culture of of really protecting each other. You're like, well, oh, yeah. I'm in it for what's good for me. Exactly. Because you're not there looking out for them, because naturally, humanity, in Hum, being being human yeah, is, mm-hmm. is about taking care of the your brother. You said you don't have to know them, you don't have to be tied by them, by blood or relation, but mm-hmm. just the fact that you're you're realizing that this person is a human. Mm-hmm. You know what can I do to contribute to their well being, to their well being, yeah, to to their healing, to their becoming. Yeah, even friendships like
1: friends, like if you see your your teenage friend dating somebody that's in their thirties please educate them and have a conversation with them about how destructive that could be mm-hmm. okay so thank you so much you. for featuring I was thank super excited and how can people find you so they can
0: follow your organization and the agenda for being a mental health advocate okay so we are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram we are at what's your mantra on Instagram what's your mantra on Twitter as well and we are Mbogodo Mantra on Facebook okay So the the link will be shared with you. And I look forward to you guys seeing this
1: episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to Silent Symptoms. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. You can catch us on Anchor and all your favorite media streams. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Silent Symptoms Podcast. Let us know if you have any feedback or topics that you would like to hear.